Welcome to the American Contractor Show. I'm your host, John Dye, and I'm so thrilled to be with you guys once again for this Tuesday edition of the American Contractor Show. So today we got to catch up with our friend Anthony Domenico from Storm Ventures Group. He was gracious enough to uh, press pause for a few minutes and hang out with us and let us talk a little bit about what's going on in his world. We actually got to cross paths with him too recently in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, we were doing a contractor care event there with the uh, American Policyholder Association and some other groups. And Anthony and his team came in and helped us share some information and give contractors some much needed advice as well as resources to help them as they were uh, working on helping to restore Lake Charles after the uh, Hurricane Laura that just hit. And we also caught up with him earlier in the year in Nashville for another contractor care event after the uh, the uh, tornado that they had there that was just really devastating. It was a pretty, uh, pretty crazy event that they had down there. And, you know, this has been one of those years where we've had a lot of catastrophic events and Anthony has stepped in and, and really helped pretty much get everyone together and get out there and help contractors. That's what this is all about. And that's what, that's what Anthony's been doing. And I'm excited that we get to talk to him. So a uh, huge shout out to our sponsors for making this show possible to contractor coach pro Atlas roofing. Uh, as well as C3 Group, Hail Trace, uh, Roof Scope, Balance, and uh, Art of the Supplement, as well as the Catalyst Group. We really appreciate you guys being a part of this show and making this show a reality. So without further ado, let's get started with the American Contractor Show. Welcome to the American Contractor Show, the show that's all about American contractors living the American dream. I'm your host, John Dye. Each episode, we'll introduce you to contractors just like you who have beaten the odds and leveled up their game to become the dominant force in their markets. Together, we'll explore the tools and tactics that unlock the secrets to their success. Join me as we begin the journey that leads to the realization of your American dream. But Anthony Del Medico is with us. Thank you so much for being here, Anthony. It's uh, always a pleasure to get to hang out with you. We're at that magical 90-day mark today, I believe, 90 days out from when the storm. I believe we're 90 days out. Wow. Um, February 3, 4, 5 is mm -hmm. coming up. Um, fortunately for us and unfortunately for the southern seaboard, uh, there's been four major hurricanes. We had Laura, Delta, Zeta, and Sally hit. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, mm -hmm. the New Orleans Convention Center is here, two hours to the west. Uh, the most devastating cat Ford ever hit Louisiana hit, which is Laura. And then, and then Delta hit and then Sally hit and then Zeta hit New Orleans category two. I mean, you talk about winning a storm. There's a whole lot of stuff going on, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's good for attendee sales. It's not good for the communities down there, but, but it's going to drive a lot of attendees. And it is right now all along the Southern seaboard into the conference itself. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's, uh, that's good for, for when the storm, though, because, I mean, there's so many guys already working right there. You're going to get a whole slew of new people that probably had never gone to a conference because it's never been available where they are, and now it's going to be right in their backyard. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a lot of new clients, a lot of new customers. One, one thing we're doing different this year is we're bringing the policyholders in. Um, not all of them, but, you know, as many commercial business policyholders as we can with the BI claims – the looting, the arson, and all the stuff that went on during the protests and the, uh, you know, the, the, the lockdown of America, as I call it. There's a lot of business owners now for the first time, REITs, property managers, facility managers, 
that are interested in actually reading their insurance policy, understanding this thing called the $100 billion storm restoration industry or property casualty industry, um, which is $100 billion a year. So for the first time this year, what we're doing new at the Winter Storm Conference is actually bringing in a lot of attorneys, public adjusters, and some leading contractors actually inviting in their top um, commercial property owners or business property owners. And uh, we're putting together a whole series of breakout sessions on that Wednesday that are really geared for policyholders and people that want to really learn how to read policy and understand uh, exclusions and all that kind of stuff because, quite honestly, they weren't reading them. And uh, that's why they didn't even know if they had virus exclusion or looting exclusion or, or you know, property casualty for this type of storm. And did I have the right wind deductible? And for the first time now, these folks are – they want to sit down and learn this stuff and we're the only gig in town that's actually teaching people to that level of detail about the insurance claim process, about how to read a policy, about what is a public adjuster, policy holder, trigger, uh, policy holder attorney, who are these storm restoration contractors that play in this niche. Now they want to know because of what happened here with, with COVID and the lockdown of America. So instead of just taking the insurance company's word for it that they're a bunch of scamming, thieving insurance contractors, we're going to actually like expose them for being for who they really are, which is just contractors that are out here trying to make a living and, and run a legitimate yeah. business. Yeah. I love it. Just regular entrepreneurs. Yeah. And we're bringing, we're also bringing in, yep. And we're bringing in the press. We're bringing in politicians. We got a Lieutenant governor speaking. We have, I believe the attorney general and the insurance commissioner on board or on deck to speak and be part of a panel. And they're from Louisiana. So you can imagine there's a whole lot of, claims and, and, and issues and, 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 un, and unhappy property owners, as there should be. Because what I experienced, you know, I don't know if you know this, John, but I spent 45 days in uh, in uh, Lake Charles right after late, right after Hurricane Laura hit. Yeah, I was there with you. And I was only supposed to go five days. I never, yeah, we were, yeah, we I were, spent, we were, yeah, we were there 45 days. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a moving, it was a moving experience to see the reality on the streets of a city forgotten Mm-hmm. By FEMA, um, by by carers that were you know that are still today slow paying and short paying, and people that can't get back in their homes and it's still going on today. And I think you're going to see the culmination of that experience erupt at the Witness Storm Conference in February at the New Orleans Convention Center with the powers to be right there who regulate the carriers to listen to what's going on and what happened along the southern seaboard when these hurricanes hit. And how do we make this industry better? How do we make the claims process faster? Better, stronger, faster. I mean, that's why we that's why we host the Winter Storm Conference. We've been doing it for years, but we've never had such a culmination of hurricane activity all around the conference like like we have this year. And it's really a, uh, I think we're going to reach the zenith, so to say, of the industry and the voice of the contractors and the people that are on the streets helping the policyholders. What is that voice and what is that message? I think that message is going to get out this year to a whole lot of people. Man, that's that's so cool though, and that's what that's what our industry needed though. I think it's it just changes the whole perspective uh, as far as the, the the PR goes of what our industry does. It's not it's never had this type of opportunity before, and I, I think it's a good thing that you guys are putting this together. So, yeah, I mean, over the years, it started out a little yeah started out a little smaller. It was you know initially back in the day, it was about you know just the roofing contractor. You know, this year you're also going to see more fire, uh, fire restoration and water mitigation companies. You're going to see more PDR companies. We just had another PDR company sign up yesterday, uh, AJ's Dent, out of Denver and Dallas, because they want to collaborate with the roofing contractor or the or the, or the uh, those that are in the hill business. 
But because of all the hurricanes, you're going to see a lot more emergency mitigation companies at the Winter Storm Conference. You see more fire restoration, water mitigation companies that traditionally haven't been at the show. They started trickling in last year and the year before. You're going to see a whole lot of those players coming in this year. And really, those are all the players. I mean, we're not just about the roof or the exterior trades or hail. You know, you got flood, you got hurricane, earthquake, fires. Think about all the fires on the West Coast this year. Record year for fires. And so you're talking about a lot of industry entrepreneurs that maneuver through this $100 billion-plus property casualty industry. And now to top it all off, this year in 2020, we had COVID-19, mm-hmm. which now you're dealing with BI claims, business yep. interruption, looting, arson. I mean, so many different variables of, of insurance claims and how to file them and how do I read my policy that it's really we're really rounding out the whole spectrum this year at the Wind of Storm Conference – for the entire spectrum of what that hundred billion dollar industry is. It's not just about the roof. It's about any storm, any catastrophe, you know, uh, COVID-19 was a storm. That's a catastrophe. It's a storm. It's the same thing. Like people think, well, it's just about storms. Anything that would cause a catastrophic loss that would result in an insurance claim, BI claims, loosing, uh, uh, looting, arson, uh, protesting, all that kind of stuff that caused property damage. It's, just, it's not just about the hailstorm or the hurricane, it's the whole spectrum. And we're bringing all that together this year at the Winter Storm Conference in New Orleans. Dude, that's going to be so cool. And I think uh, I think you guys are are headed in the right direction. And I know you've teamed up with some other players as well, um, with, you know, John Hotelling and his group. And, and uh, you know, they have such a powerful voice in the industry as well. And I think that the value there is going to be so big to connect with people of that caliber and, and yourself and everyone else and bringing all these people together in one place. I can't wait to hear what the politicians have to say about that and what the powers to be are going to be able to, uh, to say during that event. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, um, we're bringing a course. I met with Steve Badger in Dallas. I was in Dallas all week, did an event at Kurt Linnington's, a sales meeting. I, I met uh, Steve Badger for dinner to go over the debate. And then we met, uh, then we did a host. We do these uh, events. They're called, uh, you know, meet and greets. We usually do a top golf event. We bring in like 100, you know, usually 50 company owners plus one, about 100. And it's really a way to, to, uh, to uh, meet our clients face-to-face and get on the road and also bring, meet some new faces and bring them, bring them on to the big conference. We're doing these events all up and down the southern seaboard starting here next week, the week after next um, in Houston. So we'll hit Houston. We're going to hit Lake Charles again. We're going to hit New Orleans. This is all right before Thanksgiving. We're going to hit Perdido Bay, Panama City, where Sally hit. And again, coalesce these contractors and policyholders down on the southern seaboard and start explaining who we are to some of them that don't know and bringing new folks in and really galvanizing support and new attendees for the big show, which is again in February here, 90 days out. So we're going to hit, we're going to hit the whole southern seaboard in the sprinter and then we're going to cruise down and we're going to hit uh, Orlando, Naples, and Miami because we have a lot of clients down there. And then we're going to come back and we're going to hit that southern seaboard again. So our goal is to really coalesce and unite. We call it unite the clans, if you remember Braveheart. <laughs> but really unite unite the industry and, and a lot of folks in the south that we haven't met before and, and coalesce and bring them into the big show you know, in February and really get uh, everybody's opinions, feedback, um, different leaders and different different folks from different sides of the industry all together there in February. So we're real excited about that. Anthony, let me let me ask you a question. And this is, you know, I think that 
this is kind of a little bit more personal, but I think it's something that I would love to to hear, and I think a lot of people would love to hear too, because you're such a passionate guy. You're dynamic. You're a leader. You're out here passionately fighting for so many different causes right now. What's your why? Like, what's the reason that you do this and that you're out here, you know, doing all, I mean, how many events have you guys done this year and why are you doing so many? Like, it's so, it's, it's awesome to see, but I'm, I'm just like, man, I'm trying to see like where all this energy and, and passion comes from. Well, one is I don't like to sit in the office too long. So I like getting <laughs> on the road. That's one thing. Two, two is, um, I think, to fill a, uh, you know, you have to understand a lot of people throw conferences and they don't understand the, the amount of energy it does take to fill, to get four or 5,000 entrepreneurs to stop what they're doing. It's not about the price of a ticket. It never is. When you're talking to a guy that runs a $50 million company and he's never been to a conference or trade show before, and there's a lot of them out there, believe me. And you say, Hey man, I want you to shut down for three days and come down about, come down the highway to this conference. It just takes a lot of, it's a lot of handshaking. It's a lot of face to face. It's not always a Facebook ad where someone clicks on. And so I feel like I have a, uh, I feel like I feel motivated to bring that industry together. I mean, we started this, this journey seven years ago. I felt strongly seven years ago, you know, there's no back in the day, there's no books, no training, no conferences to really uh, help the industry contractor. And now it's morphed into just the, it's not just the industry, industry contract. Now it's public adjusters, policy over attorneys. And as, and as these people came together, especially what you saw on Lake Charles, and you saw how all of those people that come to our conference, and a lot of them are clients of mine through SBG University, yada, yada, to see them come together and help a community like Lake Charles was moving. That's moving. That was moving. That's why I ended up staying 45 days instead of five. We were like, we know, first two weeks we're feeding people. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. You know, I spent 150 grand down there feeding people. Not all, not all feeding people, but, <laughs> you know, housing people, feeding people. It adds up. But to see that come together it was, uh, it's motivating for me to see the, the results of the last seven years of work. At trying to define, unite, and coalesce this industry together, and that's what keeps me move, uh, moving forward in, in that regard. Now, also, it's ticket sales, so I won't lie. When we're out there doing our little promotions, we're creating revenue. Uh, uh, it's it's like promoting a a you know any any large venue or concert. You got to get out there in the streets, and you got to meet new customers and new clients, and that's why we get out there and do it as well. But it's also uh, it's motivating to see finally after seven years the industry coming together at such a larger level. And I think that baton's ready to be passed, you know, in 2021. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is. But it, but at the same time, though, Anthony, like you're, you're a trailblazer. Like you've, you've made this, you've organized an entire industry that you and I both know. We've been in this for a long time. This industry is not an easy one to bring together. You've got a lot of factions, a lot of different contractors, a lot of different personalities. Contractors as a whole are not. Uh, they're not easily like going to go and team up with their competitor across town or who, I mean, everyone's a competitor when you're a contractor. And so to do this is extremely difficult and you've managed to do this somehow. Well, I got an old say, never underestimate the power of the male ego, <laughs> meaning, or the extent of the male ego. But yeah, it's been very, it was very hard initially to get, owners of contracting companies, especially the bigger ones that think they know so much that they wouldn't go to a conference or they don't want to go hang out with their competitors or they just never, never did that kind of thing before. There's so many different guys I could name that now really enjoy going 
and they enjoy sharing that information. It's not just about them or what they know. They bring their key managers or top sales producers, yada, yada, yada. And I, it's not so much about learning as it is networking. Um, it's, it's nice when you're a CEO or entrepreneur to not, to not always be the smartest person in the room. You know, sometimes we're around our employees all the time. We're around our family and friends. They're not the entrepreneur. They didn't start the business. They don't think like we do. And when you're around those people all the time, you start to, you know, it's a, it's a different type of conversations that you have. And sometimes it's nice to remove yourself from that and then be around other entrepreneurs, hard-charging entrepreneurs. I think the people that come to the Wind of Storm Conference are, are some pretty serious entrepreneurs. You've met quite a few of them yourself, mm-hmm. not just contractors, but attorneys, public adjusters, vendors, all different types of folks, key managers, top sales producers. And I think when you get that kind of energy and those type of people together, success begets success. Success is contagious. One plus one equals 99, not two. Synergy. And it's just fun. And uh, one conversation over a beer, you could learn something and move your whole life in another direction or your business that you never would have had sitting in your office dealing with the regular A to Z BS around the regular people that you're always around. And so some we call it sometimes you got to get away and work on your business and not in your business every day. And that's what that's what Wind of Storm is all about is just to engage and be around some different people that might spark something new to carry back home and, and maybe maybe learn a new way of doing business, maybe meet a new partner. Maybe meet a new subcontractor. Maybe just do things a little bit differently to help you uh, move on to the next level. No, you're right, and I I will say over the last couple years since I've been going to these events now uh, more frequently, I will say like the people that I see there that have gone to these events maybe for the first time, very rarely do they stay. You know, as a solopreneur or a small company, you can tell that year after year you see these guys over and over and over again, and they're just exploding and i think that the fact that they're going to these events and opening themselves up is what is uh giving them that that mentality of at least hey i'm going to grow i'm going to learn i'm going to invest in myself i'm going to make myself a better business owner or better salesperson or whatever it is and understand my industry those are the guys that are just doing things that are you know unheard of and so i think it's so important for for our industry to have these events and you guys are doing a phenomenal job appreciate that yeah, you know, the other thing is, like, I think you're referring to the unconstitutional um, documentary. You know, I traveled during COVID and shot that in uh, Arizona, Chicago, and then Minneapolis, and that just kind of erupted in front of me. I didn't, I didn't plan on it happening. You know, Minneapolis, where I grew up, so when I was in Chicago, which I thought was the last clip or last, the final scene, the final cut for uh, unconstitutional, then George Floyd got murdered, and all that stuff happened in Minneapolis. That's right where I grew up. So then I had to fly up there and film that, so I got caught up in a moment, <laughs> you know. Yeah of filming all that and, and now we're talking to uh we're talking to the son of the ceo of netflix i believe through an agent of mine so so she says and they're interested and we're doing a final uh in fact this weekend i got a cinematographer i'm flying some people in from minneapolis that were involved in some of the original scenes and we're doing the backstory we're actually finishing that documentary which is uh should be out by december 15th with or without netflix i'm launching you know what i mean with or without them but uh, right now we're talking to them what I'm passionate about there is is, uh, is just America, you know, freedom, America, the Constitution. I'm an ex-military soldier. I believe we should, you know, that, that what happened here in the last six months, feel strongly about it. You know, people couldn't go to church, couldn't go to work, couldn't have a job, couldn't take their girlfriend out to a restaurant, couldn't go, kids couldn't go to school, can't go to college. And then people are generally saying, well, stay at home, just shut up. Yeah. Basically, that was the first three months. You know, stay at home, just mind your business. This is not American. And I knew that back in April. And I knew something was going to happen. I'm like, you cannot lock down 333 million American citizens and tell them, you know, basically you have no constitutional rights until we tell you you do. 
And that was a powder keg for what happened later on. And, and we're still dealing with that today. In fact, we're still doing it with the whole vote, the, the POTUS vote today. And uh, who knows how long that's going to go on. But a lot of that angst, anxiety, protest, some of that was overplayed, over-dramatized. But some of that was just people being locked up for so long, they wanted to go out and do something. And if that means burning down a building or throwing bottles and rocks, if you know if you're a 20-year-old kid, and you even go to college, school, church, go out, do anything, there's a lot of pent-up angst. I know how I was when I was 20. Thank God I was in the military <laughs> overseas. But you can't lock people down that long, and I knew that was going to happen. So the, the whole idea, and then also small businesses really suffered. And so the original goal of that documentary was to really ca- uh, capture the story in the plight of the entrepreneurs in America, the small business owners that were literally forced out of business. And you'll, you'll hear from, uh, you'll see in a final documentary, there's so, there's so many sad stories out there. People that will never come back. Never come back. They might come back as a different business, but that business is done. And you don't hear about the stories because the media never covered them. And somebody had to go out and cover that. You know what I mean? And so we did. Yeah, that's so true. We see that all over where, you know, in Indianapolis and all the cities that we travel to. It's, I don't even know how half the businesses are staying in business that are in business because, you know, you go in there, it's, it used to be a thriving, like a coffee shop. And now it's pick up at the window only. And there's just a few people buying stuff. It's like, I know that they can't survive forever this way. Um, and we're, you know, yeah, yeah. thankfully yeah. our industry has been somewhat insulated to all this because we're deemed essential. So that's been a good thing for us. But, you know, the, our industry is not going to survive if other industries don't survive. And so there's a lot of importance to what you're doing. Yeah, that and, and that and it's the point of it too. I mean, yeah, we did luck out. Essential business and recession-proof industry. It's a great. It's a great recruiting pitch. Actually, <laughs> we use it all the time in our recruiting division because we do recruiting now for contractors. Like, hey, it's an essential business and a recession-proof industry. We're good to go. Yep. But yeah. uh, it's a great recruiting pitch. But the point is, what if it happens again? What if another virus or another war, another another pandemic comes, and another set of government officials think, well? everybody's not essential now. Now everybody stay home because if it happens once it can happen again. And if it happens again, this could become a repeat, a repeat play by, and, and it, it shouldn't happen. Your constitutional rights should not be violated or, you know, restricted in any kind of way. And, and they supersede city orders, degrees, state orders, state, state laws, state statutes. Constitution is a Supreme, a Supreme law of the land. And there's a reason for it. And if you strip those rights away, you can cause, um, you know, major consequences down the road. And so we, uh, that, that's what that documentary is all about. And it applies to all people. It's not just a, it's not just a right wing message. We cover the, the we cover the, uh, all spectrums of the American, of the American society, all, all colors, all backgrounds, everything in terms of, you know, small business owners, citizens, constitutional rights, everything. So you'll see that play out in the, in the, uh, in the final clip, the final documentary. Well, I think we're all kind of hoping that this does become just a, a distant memory in the future that we don't have to ever come back and think about this again. And it gets become, it becomes part of history. But at the end of the day though, you're right. We can't, I don't think we can afford to uh, go through this again as, as a nation and even as an industry. Like, I mean, it's just not, it's not good for our overall economy and it's awful for the, yeah, for the constitutionalists. I totally agree with you. Now, if we ever, if we ever, you know, if we ever had an 80%, 80% mortality rate and people are dropping off like zombies, then I get it. Right, you know, a high, high mortality rate. But when you look at the mortality rate, it didn't, ju- it didn't justify the macroeconomic consequences and the human consequences of an entire country being locked down, even for three months, three, four months. It was uh, astronomical consequences. So that's that's why we shot that. 
I'm passionate about that. Just like I'm passionate about, you know, I think I'm probably passionate about entrepreneurship in general, being American, you know, I serve my country, you know, all that stuff plays out both in a documentary and in this industry here too. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually two worlds colliding, you know, but it's, but it ultimately it's about freedom and being an entrepreneur, whether that's winning a storm and <laughs> teaching entrepreneurs how to make money or over or defeating a, a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company or c- conglomerate of carriers that are now trying to restrict constitutional rights like UPA. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the same song and dance. The powers be, whether it's government or large, um, large, I don't want to call it a monopoly. I guess you call it an oligopoly, a group of companies that concert together to create statutes, laws, rules, a forced price, uh, forced price, uh, price. I don't want to call it. It's almost a forced price fixed system. We call Xactimate. You're mm-hmm. forced to use it. All insurance companies are aware of it. It's designed to protect their profit margins. That's a whole nother argument. But when you combine all that stuff together, it still comes down to the same thing. Constitutional rights, freedom and being an entrepreneur, you know, whether that's whether that's a documentary for unconstitutional or whether that's the Winter Storm Conference, it's, it's very similar. No, you're right. It, it really is. And I think that's uh, that's kind of our passion here at American Contractor Show, too. That's, you know, we want to make sure that we remain American and, and American means something a lot more than just a title. And so that's uh, I, I, I 100% agree with you, and I thank you for what you're doing, and I think the industry is uh, grateful for it. And that's one of that's one of the reasons we put you know hoteling and Steve Badger on stage. A lot of they talk a lot about UPA and the idea that a contractor could get a I got class three felony or misdemeanor for saying the wrong thing about their own project to let's say a desk adjuster, a field a field adjuster, which is asinine. I mean, it's a violation of freedom of speech. Um, in some cases, some some idiots are actually misconstruing what UPA means, saying a contractor can't talk about their price, that they can't talk about damage to a property to an adjuster when they are, in fact, the expert on weather, workmanship and warranty. And the adjuster is not meaning the contractor. The, the contractor actually should be the expert over the public adjuster, the attorney, the engineer and the IA all combined because they work with those materials every day. You with me? Absolutely. They are the expert on whether we're working ship and warranty. So if anybody has the right to say anything about damage to a property, it should be the contractor. And for anybody to misconstrue that UPA law to say that they can't discuss that or they can't discuss their price, they can't talk policy. We get that. But that's been misconstrued to mean other, to, uh, to mean other things to other people. And that's where the problem lies. When you have a gray area statute and it's being misconstrued or, or fear is being created where contractors can't speak freely about their own project, their scope, their price what they feel is damaged their opinion. That's a constitutional violation of free speech. And, and, a, and an, an entrepreneur in America, we live, we live in a, you know, we're in a free market economy. Price is based on what the entrepreneur sets based on laws of supply and demand and what I feel like I should charge for my, for my project, not a computer algorithm. And I shouldn't be told that I can't talk about my price as, a, as if it's different from a computer algorithm. That's against everything that's American to me. And so that's why, that's why we started these debates and people are actually starting to come to common sense about it because uh, Steve Badger told me, and uh, we did dinner in Dallas this last week, that they're actually considering changing some of the statutes as they're written because they're too gray area and they're actually, they know it's moving in a direction of unconstitutional, unconstitutional uh, state statutes. And so there's a movement there. And because of the debates on main stage have been publicly, very publicly displayed, you know, we do a lot of video, uh, Facebook ads and YouTube and stuff like that. People have heard that message and it's getting out there and it's going to get out there again this year uh, in February, February three, four, five, when we have uh, the debates and these politicians come in. So people understand you can't violate the constitutional rights of an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, that's that's the truth of it. And I think that I'm dude, I mean, we're grateful. Like it's, these these are conversations that have been had for so long and frustrations that we have as contractors, but it takes someone with the audacity and the 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 knowledge and to put a, an event like this together to give us a stage and you don't understand like how grateful we are for that as contractors to not to at least have a voice somewhere um and you're, you're doing a great job of that man thank you so much for, for what you're doing i appreciate that yeah i appreciate that because when a storm is is exactly that it's a voice for the industry entrepreneur in this particular situation on, on a policyholder attorney side what happens to be a lot of contractors but a lot of these, uh, there's a lot of issues going on with public adjusters that don't have certain rights in the state of Louisiana, by the way. They don't have the same rights they do in other states. And it's not just contractors. So we're starting to find out there's, you know, there's other there's other areas affected as well. Attorneys, public adjusters, the policyholders themselves. And so, but primarily our, our niche market is a contractor. So a lot of guys, if they're not familiar, if they haven't been to the conference, this isn't a roofing seminar where people just go beat their chest, talk about how great they are and Hey, back in the day, I did this. You know, you hear some of that in the breakout sessions and all that. We talk about scale it. We provide a lot of education about how to scale your business in different breakout sessions, a mentality. Uh, but really, it's about having a voice for the contractors that work in a storm restoration industry. What is that voice? What are the issues? People talk about it on Facebook. You, you're with a company that does supplementing, balanced claims. Entire companies have sprung up just in the last 15 years just to do supplements for contractors because insurance claims are systematically short paying, under paying, and sometimes not paying out on claims as they should, which has sprung an entire industry of supplementing companies like like balanced claims, mm-hmm. more power to them. They need them because a lot of contractors don't have time to do that anymore because it's so tedious or they never learned it, but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that hard to, to fix somebody's roof or to, to, you know, remove water out of a property and get paid when you're done. Sell, build, collect, sell, build, collect. It's, it's, it, they made it so complicated and, and somebody needs to hear that it shouldn't be that complicated. And so when they say win the storm, like Steve Badger says, oh, you're winning the storm. You're teaching contractors how to make money. No, I'm teaching them how to be an entrepreneur, know what their rights are. And they should win the storm. If they win the storm, it means they rebuilt the community. If they rebuilt the community, it means your policyholders are happy. Isn't mm-hmm. that what everybody wants? And he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, you're right, Anthony. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> when you break it down about what, you know, what we're actually doing, it's not about a bunch of contractors trying to make more money. It's about people trying to just get out there and make it happen. They're away from their families. They're away from their friends. A lot of these guys that pick up and leave, they're rebuilding a community. Quit making it so damn hard. They're risking so and much, gonna, too, you're create, you know, to have their business. Yeah. Cash flow. Yeah. So, yeah, we're excited about it, man. That's why I'm passionate about it. So, you know, it's not just the contracting industry. It's the American entrepreneur in general. And it's, you know, it's constitution, it's freedom. And, and, and you, you would be surprised at how many people, including attorneys and people, college students, uh, grad degree college students have no idea what their constitutional rights are. None. Yeah, none. What the First Amendment is. There's, out, there's almost nothing in the education system about or it's Maybe it's a page back in high school and one page in college and everybody forgot. They, don't, they really don't understand what those constitutional rights are. And that's what we aim to... to uh, to prove, you know, and educate people is through that, that new documentary. Well, a lot but of the, we also, it's funny because it crosses over to the winners. Yeah. And, and a lot of the, the reality is the constitution and the, the way that our nation has structured is what has been the reason that we're even allowed to have the businesses that we have period. If it wasn't for that, we would not be the nation that we are today with the opportunities that we have today. 
And so my mind, you doing what you're doing is exactly what most contractors need to be thinking about because at the end of the day, if we lose that, you could lose everything. Yeah, I mean, we're a nation of entrepreneurs. That's we're we were founded by entrepreneurs. Our founding father were a nation of entrepreneurs, and a lot of the constitution is based around that. And the freedoms are you know about you know free market economy, how price is based, all all that kind of stuff is unique to America, even even versus uh, Europe and some of the socialist countries. And uh, we have to maintain that because if sometimes it feels like we're moving in that direction, when you hear about those you know UPA laws, you hear about you know, what happened during COVID, you can, you can start to feel that movement and it's, it's the wrong way to move. It's what's, it's what made us special. It's what made us the beacon of the light of the world. Quite honestly, look at China today. China's economy is a lot like ours, not their government. They're still authoritarian, but their economies, they, they copied our economy, many parts of it. And so have many other countries. And because of that, their economies have improved greatly. You know what I mean? A lot of third world countries are moving up, up and out of that, uh, that echelon, based on the American model. And so we should be proud of that. We should hold on to that. I agree. Anthony, hey, dude, thank you so now much for being with deep. us. We're getting a little off topic. Oh, no, you're good, dude. It's okay. This is this is all good stuff. And I think it's stuff that uh, people need to know about, you know, you and what you're trying to a- a- accomplish. Um, you know, I, I, I think that people just get a generalized idea of someone without actually getting to know them. And I don't think that's very fair to, to them. And I wanted to give our audience not just, you know, you can talk about win the storm all day long and we'll hear about it for the next six months, no matter what, because you guys are phenomenal at what you do. But I wanted to get the rest of the story, if that makes sense today, and actually be able to uh, let people see what what really this is about. And it's a lot more than just winning the storm. It's about all the things that we talked about today, that's what all come together to make this such a special event. I agree. I concur. (laughs) Anthony Domedico, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, man. I really appreciate it. Are you doing something unique, innovative, or just playing cool with your contracting business and want to show off a little bit? We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at showcase at americancontractorshow.com and let us know what you're up to. We'd love to hear from you and maybe we'll feature you on a future episode.